Hi, you are listening to the podcast for Word of Life in Bentonville, Arkansas, and this is episode eight. I'm so glad you've chosen today to listen to this. I hope it blesses you and encourages you. I hope you find your life enriched by it. Check out this message on trusting in God. It's been about, oh, maybe two months now, and uh, God began to show me something out of Isaiah chapter 41, and I'm just going to dive into that. Uh, Well, I say that, but now I'm going to tell a story or maybe ask some questions in the house for just a minute. How many of you have ever felt alone, isolated, Maybe even right now you, you, you feel like you're in the middle of a desert, that it's dry. And maybe your prayer time with God has been, just speak to me. I feel like I come to meet with you, Lord, in this place that I, I gather, whether it's in your closet, your car, your shower, wherever, and it just seems empty. You feel like you're in a wilderness Well, a few weeks ago, God began to speak to me about something he wanted to do in our lives and then for the world, world, and that's to build an oasis in the desert, an oasis. And so I'm going to spend just a few minutes. I don't know how how long. I don't intend to go very long this morning, but I just want to spend a few minutes talking about the oasis and maybe turning towards the Lord. I think every one of us at some point finds ourselves now, even, even the strongest and, and the most devout believer in the room with the most incredible devotion time probably has times when you feel like maybe you need to turn towards the Lord. Maybe you found yourself there where you're like, I, I haven't necessarily sinned and backslidden, but I just know that I need to turn towards something different than what I've currently been pursuing And in the house today, God is saying, I believe very clearly, turn towards me. In Isaiah 41, we're looking at the tail end of the exile of uh, God's chosen people. And they're getting ready to walk into a deliverance that has been promised to them. And then God begins to speak something very clearly about oasis. Maybe we need to know what that is. What is an oasis. Now you see the, there was a picture. I, I'm not quite to the scripture yet. If you'll go back to the title slide, kind of, you see the oasis there in the, the desert. It's just considered a fertile or green area in an arid region, a spot in the middle of the desert, something that provides refuge, relief. I like this, or a pleasant contrast. I spent some time uh, looking at oxymorons, uh, you know, like military intelligence, jumbo shrimp. You, you all could probably think of several things. And uh, today's going to kind of look like a little bit of an oxymoron as we turn towards the Lord. So, Lord, so now, why don't you look with me at Isaiah chapter 41. We're just going to look at four verses real quick. And then we're going to go from there, Cha- uh, 41 verse 17. And you're w- welcome to read this aloud with me if you want. It says, when the poor and needy seek water and there is none, and their tongue is parched with thirst, I, the Lord, will answer them. I, the God of Israel, will not forsake them. In verse 18, let's continue together. I will open rivers on the bare heights and fountains in the midst of the valleys. I will make the wilderness a pool of water and the dry land springs of water. 
And then 19 says, I will put in the wilderness the cedar, the acacia, the myrtle, and the olive. I will set in the desert the cypress and the plain and the pine together. And they may see and know, may consider and understand together that the hand of the Lord has done this. The Holy One of Israel has created it. Amen. Father, I thank you for your word. Lord, if I say nothing else today, your word speaks the best message ever. I pray in hearing this today, we would be enlightened to who you are. I pray in uh, the expounding of this word today, we would grow in hunger for more of you. And Lord, I pray those in this room that hear every word that comes from my mouth would hear not Jeff, but they would hear the Holy Spirit speak to them. Lord, I pray you would speak to individuals in this room. Lord, I pray you would speak to couples in this room. Lord, I pray you would speak to families in this room of your goodness, of being an oasis in the desert. In Jesus' name, everybody says amen. So I want to just expand on some of this for just a, a couple of points this morning about turning towards God in the oasis. And, and if you look at verse 17, you may uh, be able to put this back up on the screen. It says, when the poor and needy seek water and there is none and their tongue is parched with thirst. Maybe I'm describing someone in this room today. I've turned towards you. I can't seem to get enough refreshment. No matter how much I drink in, I find myself dry. I am parched. My tongue is crying out for thirst. And this next sentence, it says, I, the Lord, will answer them. I, the God of Israel, will not forsake them. Now, does it say anywhere in there that uh, water will satisfy? Does it say anywhere in there that sex will satisfy or a, dr- a drug will satisfy or, or food? My, my uh, go-to is Chips Ahoy chocolate chip cookies and chocolate milk when I need something. When nothing else seems to be satisfying my soul, cookies and milk. Now, now don't go ooh, but so does a can of chili on top of spaghetti noodles, but we won't go there uh, this morning. I'm trying my best to talk about gross things so y'all don't uh, tune out so quick and think of lunch this morning, but, but there are things that we typically go to in this world, and God says right here, turn to me. He says, when you go through these times in the wilderness, when you cannot seem to find satisfaction for your thirst, he says, I, the Lord, will answer. I, the God of Israel, will not forsake them. I will not forsake you. I will be your deliverer. I will be the one that you can come to. I will be the one. I am the only source in which you need to turn towards, says God. But yet we turn towards so many other things. But I want to just give you a couple of ideas this morning. When we turn to the Lord, what he will do. When you turn to the Lord, verse 18 says, I will open up rivers on bare heights and fountains in the midst of the valleys. I will make the wilderness a pool of water and the dry land springs of water. When you turn to the Lord, he will bring water to dry places. That's not a suggestion. That's not a hope. That's a promise. 
Look at the description here. We've got uh, rivers where there should be. Rivers don't typically, aren't typically found up high, but in the heights I will be there as a free flowing source to you. Fountains in the midst of the valleys when you're down low, you can find me as an overwhelming spring that gushes up like a fountain. And in the wilderness, that pool. My sister-in-law has a pool. And there were times this summer that there was nothing more refreshing than to just jump in to that cool water and relax. Pools in the wilderness. And the dry land springs of water. Jesus approached a young lady one day. And he talked about the significance, the importance of coming to him for thirst. He initially opened with this woman. We may know the story of the Samaritan woman that Jesus comes in contact at the well. And he says, woman, draw for me a water for I thirst. And they have this exchange. And in John chapter 4, verse 10, Jesus says to this woman, if you knew the gift of God and who it is that is saying to you, give me a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. I'm going to say that when we turn towards him and he brings water in our dry places, sometimes we need to simply ask. Refresh me, Lord Jesus. Give me a drink. And the promise is he will. And the woman said to him, sir, you have nothing to draw water with. The well is deep. Where do you get that living water? So many times we uh, find ourselves trying to put it together on our own resources in ways that seem to make sense. And God is saying, I want to do something. You may not have a pail to go down into the well and draw up, but that's because you're trying to draw from the wrong well. But if you would draw from me, you would find that there is no need to have a bucket because I'm such an overflowing spring that you might as well just jump on in. Who needs a bucket when you can jump in? Who needs a spoon when he's got a river? I think he's saying in this room today that don't limit the vessel in which you draw from to something so small as a bucket and realize that he's got such an overwhelming gushing flood ready for you that supersedes any kind of container that can hold him. And he says, even you, even you are not a big enough container, but I want to fill you up so much that you are not dry, but you are an overwhelming, overflowing vessel to be something for someone else to help them find Jesus, who is the source of refreshment. And when we have nailed the place of refreshment found only in God, then watch out, church. This building's not big enough to contain the amount of people that want to come to know him. I believe with all of my heart in the midst of this pandemic, there are people that are trying to find answers. And so many people are looking at the church and they're saying that we are judgmental pains in the rear, if I can say it that way. That we look at them and point out their sins, their indiscretions. We tell them how horrible they are when all that God wants is through us for them to find the refreshment of the Holy Ghost to draw them into repentance. It's not our job, it's his 
And I believe in these times that instead of being judged, people are going to find a course of correction through the Holy Ghost. And I'm going to tell you this, that when the Holy Ghost gets a hold of somebody, it doesn't matter what sin they're dealing with. It doesn't matter what indiscretions going on in their lives. You won't have to point it out. The Holy Ghost will deliver them. And you'll see those in homosexual tendencies delivered right in there in the name of Jesus. And you didn't have to point it out. And you will see people that are struggling with addiction. You won't have to say, how dare you open that pill bottle again? Be condemned. No, the one that is the all-consuming fire will burn away the chaff. And in that moment, that person will find deliverance. All we have to be is open vessels where people can come to Jesus, the living water. And in verse 13 here in chapter 4 of John, Jesus says to this woman, everyone who drinks of this water, speaking of judgmentalism, addiction. I keep going there. I think somebody's going to be set free from addiction in this place today. When you go there, you will thirst again. But he says, but whoever drinks of the water that I will give him. Listen to this, those of you that have been seeking a a deliverance that is a lasting deliverance. They will never thirst again. Their source will no longer be that addiction or whatever. Their source will be found in Jesus. The water that I give him will become in him a spring of water welling up to eternal life. He will bring water to dry places. And in verse 19, going back to Isaiah, it says, I will put in the wilderness the cedar, the acacia, the myrtle, and the olive. I will set in the desert the cypress and the plain and the pine together. When you turn to the Lord, not only does he bring water to dry places, but he provides shade that protects. Have you ever sat out in the sun after mowing the yard and not getting enough to drink and nothing will do it, but you just scoot your chair right back into the garage. Get in the shade, and all of a sudden, doesn't matter if it's 95 degrees outside and 100% humidity, you begin to find protection, and you begin to start to feel better and cool off. You don't have to go into the air conditioning. Sometimes that messes things up a little bit. But there's something found in the protection of shade. Shade throughout Scripture uh, talks about a place of protection. Now, now look at this. When we, when we look at that Scripture, and, and you see these descriptions of multiple trees, the, the cedar, the acacia, the myrtle, the olive. I will set in the desert the cypress, the plain, and the pine together. This is a picture that you need to see very clearly. God could have said with one of those trees there was enough shade. But he is more than enough. He supplies more than we could ever need. He is a God of abundance. He is a God that likes to bless and provide beyond our wildest imagination. And in this moment, he describes in multiple scenarios, different avenues from low to high, from wide to tall, from thick to thin, ways in which he can provide protection. And I'm going to tell you this morning that when God protects you, he protects all of you. When God protects you, he doesn't just protect what's right in front of you, but he protects your back. He protects your side. He protects your children, your spouse. He protects your finances, your bank account. He protects your health. He protects your future and your destiny. 
Do not lose sight of the power of the shade or the protection of God Almighty. Psalm 121 verses 5 and 7 talks it this way. The Lord is your keeper. Have you turned to him yet this morning? Because if he is your keeper, he is your shade on your right hand. That right hand signifies strength and power. The sun shall not strike you by day, nor the moon by night. Boy, you can rest assuredly. Amen. You can work in safety and you can rest in peace is what I'm catching right there. You can put the plow to the soil and know that God's going to direct you in a path that's going to produce great results. But when you lay your head down at night, no evil shall befall you. The sun shall not strike you by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord will keep you from all. Everybody in here say all. All evil. He will keep your life. The power of shade. The protection of shade. The safety that God provides for you. Hey, turn to your neighbor and say, hey, he's providing protection for me. Come on, let's make this personal. He's prote- providing protection for me. He's providing protection for me. Now let's speak something up in an even greater level of faith in this and, and make it more about somebody else. Now turn to your other neighbor and say, he's providing protection for you. Oh, prophesy that over somebody right now in Jesus' name. Speak life into somebody right now in Jesus' name by saying he is here to protect you. Amen, amen, amen. And then in verse 20, of Isaiah chapter 41, that they may, listen to these words, see, know, consider, understand. Why Why couldn't they, they just stop right there and say that they may see God? I, I think the, the English language is pretty encompassing. I, I can look in this room and I can see you. And in seeing, I see color. I see shape. I see size. I see shine. I see dull. I see all kinds of... No one in here is dull. Don't misunderstand me. But we can see all kinds of things. And, and this, this scene right here is pretty significant because it does have to do with perception and having vision. But then the, the writer here, through, through the inspiration of the Holy Ghost, takes it to the next next level and he says no this is knowing in the most intimate way possible do i need to describe that for a bunch of adults in this room today no somebody's like please don't my mom's over there intimacy so not it's it's not enough just to see god but it's to have intimacy with him and then i love this consider that word consider has to do with turning your attention to so like right now my attention is on this section right here and i'm talking to this section now everybody can see me and i have peripheral vision right now but all of a sudden not only am i going to see the lord not only me and not only am i going to know him in the most intimate way possible but i'm going to have my focused attention on him and then understand not only am I going to see not only and not only am I am I going to know intimately not only is my attention going to be drawn towards him but I'm going to have insight can you imagine when we get into this place with the Lord he will reveal himself 
So when we turn to him, not only do we find water in dry places, not only does he provide shade that protects us, but in that he reveals himself. And I'm going to tell you this, when the Lord is revealing himself to you, watch out world out there, because all of a sudden we're going to have supernatural abilities to be able to speak into people's lives with words of wisdom and knowledge. And when you were at the cashier, you're going to look at them at Walmart and you're going to say, the Lord told me you're dealing with blah, 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 and he wants to deliver you today. And all of a sudden, are we now being so intentional, not on our world, but the world out there that needs to know God? Are you understanding that when we turn to God, really what we're doing is we're turning people towards him as well. They can't help but follow us. They can't help but jump into what he's doing. They can't help but because what we're doing in turning towards him is we're finding ourselves in in a place of obedience that we didn't even know we possessed. Can you imagine obedience in your life and you didn't even realize you were being obedient? You were just being in the spirit of God. Maybe your kid walks in, had a bad dream in the middle of the night. We're dealing with that right now with Evelyn. And in this turning towards God and knowing him, seeing him, having this intimate connection with him, you begin to take those dreams, even for a young one, and interpreting them in a way that brings deliverance in their situation. Oh, See, we limit God so much. We think that, that the power and the presence and the manifestation of God is, is maintained for the pastors of this church to, to help us experience on Sunday morning. But you've got to realize that he wants to manifest himself in your life in power outside of this place. He wants to move through you in signs and wonders in your home, at the dining room table, as well as at Walmart, at Come and Go. He wants to allow you to minister to the person that's making pizza at Casey's. He wants you to be a vessel to be used as he's revealing who he is. Not just to you, but through you. I've preached out of Mark chapter 6 many, many times. Times And I want to just in the way that God reveals himself, I want to address something real quick, if I may, this and then I'll be done. I told you I didn't plan to go very long this morning. Jesus has just fed the multitudes <clears throat> just a little bit before a day before or so his best friend has been decapitated. He's dismissed himself from the crowds and gone up on a mountaintop to pray and be with the Lord. And before doing that, he sends his disciples that are present with him into a boat to cross over to the other side of the sea to continue ministry. And in Mark 6, verse 45, it says, immediately he made his disciples, as I just said, get into the boat and go before him to the other side. And then moving on down, in verse 48, he says, and he saw that they were making headway painfully. Does that sound like wilderness, maybe? Does that sound like difficulty? They were making headway painfully. Why? Well, the wind was against them, it says, right here. And about the fourth watch of the night, he came to them, walking on the sea. Now, now I don't want you to miss out on this next thing. It says he meant to pass by them. 
Matthew's account doesn't address it that way. Mark's account says he intended to pass by them. Have you ever been sitting in a situation where you were making headway painfully? And you've cried out, God, where are you? He doesn't seem to be present. This is a moment to turn towards him because in this very situation here, they saw him, it says. So they had to turn towards him. They initially thought he was a ghost, but they cried out and they saw him and were terrified. But immediately he spoke to them. Immediately. So they turned towards him and immediately he spoke to them and he said this. I am. See, my last point here is in the turning towards him. Not only do we find uh, dry in the, or sorry, water in the dry places. Not only do we find provision through shade that protects, but when we turn towards him, he reveals who he is. He says, I am. And when you look at this, this was an example of going all the way back to when Moses was hidden in the cleft of the rock as God walked past him but revealed who he was. And he says something very significant, and this is for everyone in this room, and it seems to be the theme in the house today, Pastor Bill. He says, do not be afraid. Listen, when we've turned towards him, when he's providing nourishment through, through uh, water, the water of the Holy Ghost, when he is providing that protection of shade and he is revealing who he is, there is no safer place to be. You want to get out of what you're going through. You want to move on from what you've been in and you want to move towards what he has for you. Turn towards him and watch what he will do. And in verse 51, in Mark chapter 6, it says, He got in the boat with them. I just sense right now that some of you are feeling that. He's getting in with you. Sometimes we think we have to get in with him, but no, he's getting in with you, and he's sitting down next to you right where you are. And the wind ceased, and they were utterly astounded. In this room today, my prayer is that we have a bunch of astonished people. That we are astounded by the presence of God. Father God, in Jesus' name, I pray right now that you would reveal. We'd have a greater revelation of who you are. A greater uh, impression in our lives of your manifestation of deliverance. We cry out to you. There is no one else. We turn only towards you in Jesus' name. (laughs) Well, wasn't that a great episode? I sure hope you enjoyed it. I hope it enriched your life. I hope it is helping you live a life better after the love of Jesus Christ. If you enjoyed it, I want you to make sure you click on that subscribe button. Also, you can go to our website, WLFAR.com, and click on the Give button and help support what God is doing in our region. God bless you.